What makes a song unsettling? Music can be enough to make us feel like something is just wrong, like the main theme from Dead Silence does. Music can be enough to make your skin crawl. I played a few seconds of this track from the first Halo game at my Fanex presentation last month, and I could hear someone gasp in fear even though she was all the way in the back row. And the film critic James Berardinelli commented that, quote, John Carpenter's Halloween main theme can bring chills even away from the theater. That's why he dared try putting the Halloween theme in the tape deck when you're alone in the car, sometime after midnight on a lonely country road, and see if you feel secure. But what exactly makes music that unsettling? Welcome to Song Appeal where we dive into your favorite songs to answer the question, why do we like the music we like? I'm your host, Hunter Ferris, and over the month of October, we're doing a mini-series where we take a look at four famous horror themes and a fifth one on Patreon to answer the question, what makes music scary? So let's start out this mini-series by taking a look at what makes the main theme from Halloween scary. You can find the full transcript for this episode, the show notes, and a link to hear the theme at songappealofficial.com slash Halloween. We just reached our first Patreon goal, and as a reward, I'll be putting out the most requested episode pretty soon. So send in your requests on Twitter at songappeal, or you can send your requests over Facebook by searching for songappeal. You can join in on helping to support this show on Patreon at patreon.com slash songappeal. This episode will be spoiler-free. If you're anything like me, you probably love dancing to or at least bobbing your head to songs like Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Now, if you keep bobbing your head to it, you can notice this 4-4 feel to the song. We'll give it a shot. Chances are your body is hardwired into the time signature of 4-4. That's the YouTube music theorist Adam Neely in his excellent video about why it's hard to play in time signatures that aren't 4-4. Adam Neely continues, You have ate, slept, and breathed in 4-4 since long before you knew what 4-4 was. It's everywhere. We can't really escape it. When so many songs are in 4-4, songs that aren't in 4-4 really stand out. Some feel more exotic when they don't use 4-4, like the original Mission Impossible theme. Some feel more heisty, like the Ant-Man theme. And some feel just unsettling, like the original Halloween theme. So why is the Halloween theme so unsettling? One reason is because of the 5-4 time signature, which makes us a little uncomfortable, makes everything a little late, and gives us an unexpectedly effective version of a musical jump scare. Now, considering how we hear 4-4 music, well, everywhere, hearing any other time signature will make us feel that something's a little off. Notice how I Am The Doctor from Doctor Who feels a little weird, like there should be an extra note or two every once in a while. That's because it isn't in 4-4. If you're wondering, it's in 7-4. It feels a little different from what we're used to because it is a little different from what we're used to. And virtually any piece that's in an unusual time signature will feel a little unusual. 
Some songs feel like they have too many notes, while other songs feel like they need more notes. But in the Halloween theme, you can really feel that there are more notes than you'd expect. That's because there's so much repetition, we just keep switching back and forth between two notes that our brains don't really have any clear idea of when there will be anything different. So we just assume the song will act the same way other songs do. Then, when we get something a little different, we feel like it should have been more like what we expected. We feel like it should sound more like what we had in our heads. That's why the first time I played this song, I was trying to plunk it out on a piano after hearing it probably once, maybe twice, and I accidentally played it in 4-4 because I just played what I expected it to be like. About 10 years later, I heard one of my piano students trying to play the Halloween theme after hearing it about once or twice, and they accidentally played it in 4-4 because they tried to play it how they expected it should sound. We all feel like it should sound more like this. Ah, that's better. But the song doesn't sound like what we'd expect, and that's one of its greatest strengths. That unexpectedness makes the song feel like something's a little off. We might not notice it consciously, but we still notice it subconsciously, so that this theme feels unsettling. But it's not just because this song isn't in 4-4. It's because 5-4 makes the emphasized beats a little later than we'd expect. I want you to imagine there's an event you want to go to tonight, but the car's in the shop. Now the good news is you have a ride, but the bad news is if you're going to get there on time, your ride needs to be there, I'm checking my watch, uh, now. And your ride isn't there and hasn't even sent you a text that says I'm late. So you check in with your ride to see how late you're going to be and a minute later, there's no response. And your ride is still nowhere to be seen. Five minutes later, still no ride, still no response. Ten minutes, twenty minutes later, after thirty minutes, you still haven't heard a word and your ride still isn't there. Now how would you feel during that half hour? Stressed? Frustrated? Irritable? After all, you expect your ride to be there by a certain time and this is a lot later than you expected. Well, when you hear the Halloween theme, you expect the beats to come at certain times. So when the emphasized beats show up late, we get the same stressed feeling, we get the same tension, the same need for things to get back to normal and for the notes to be on time, but the song never gets back to normal and the notes are never on time. Yeah, we get used to it, just like if your ride keeps showing up late every time, you get used to that, but as long as the song still feels late, it still feels unsettling. And when that lateness is applied to a horror movie, it can make jump scares even more effective. Usually music builds up to a jump scare by getting gradually louder, faster, more dissonant, more all-around scary until BANG! The jump scare happens. After a few decades of that, we've gotten used to when the bang will happen until people can count down to the jump scare just by hearing the music. But there's a scarier way that movies are employing. Alfred Hitchcock famously said, There's no terror in the bang only in the anticipation of it. So some movies will build up to the jump scare, and then when the bang should happen, they show nothing at all. Or at least nothing dangerous. Whatever was making that noise was something harmless. Our expectation for a jump scare is subverted. But once the character feels at ease, and once the audience feels at ease, then the jump scare will hit us, and our expectations get subverted again. That way the audience will be afraid during the anticipation of the bang, and they'll be afraid after the bang should have happened. And oddly enough, the theme for Halloween works in a similar way. After centuries of 4-4 music, we got used to when the emphasis will come, to the point that we can clap, run, and dance to the beat without even thinking of it. 
predicting when the beat will come in 4-4 is even more natural to you than predicting a jump scare is, no matter how much of a horror fan you are. But then when the beat doesn't come when we thought it would, our expectation for an emphasized beat is subverted, and we spend the rest of the music wondering when that emphasized beat will come. And once it comes, the cycle gets repeated. We get what we expect, until we don't. And then we wait to get what we expected. And the cycle repeats itself. This happens every single measure. And yeah, we get used to it. But until we get used to it, that subversion on top of a subversion feels really unsettling. Now, was John Carpenter trying to use 5-4 to make us feel uncomfortable, or to make us feel like the music is late, or to make us feel like there's this double subverted jump scare? He said in interviews that he thought 5-4 time was revolutionary, but also that he mostly just liked the feel of it. And while other composers take weeks or months to make sure their themes are just right, John Carpenter wrote this theme in three days. But then again, this is the guy who made Halloween, and The Thing, and The Fog, so maybe he knew full well that using 5-4 in this exact situation would make us feel uncomfortable, and make us feel like the music is late, and make us feel like there's this subversion upon a subversion of a jump scare. But whether or not he was trying to use 5-4 to make the song scary, 5-4 did help make the song scary. Now, it wasn't the only reason. There were plenty of other factors, and some of them might have contributed more than 5-4, but 5-4 definitely helped this theme be scary 40 years later. I started off this episode by quoting the film critic James Berardinelli. I'd like to end it with the full quote that he wrote about the Halloween score. Despite being relatively simple and unsophisticated, Halloween's music is one of its strongest assets. Carpenter's dissonant, jarring themes provide the perfect backdrop for Michael's activity, proving that a film doesn't need a symphonic score by an A-line composer to be effective. Carpenter's Halloween main title, one of the horror genre's best recognizable tunes, can bring chills even away from the theater. That's why James Berardinelli dared, try putting it in the tape deck when you're alone in the car, sometime after midnight on a lonely country road, and see if you feel secure. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, check out songappealofficial.com for more episodes. If there's an episode you'd like to hear, send in a request on Twitter at songappeal or by contacting me over Facebook. Just search for songappeal. You can also help support Song Appeal on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash songappeal, where you'll find some great perks, including exclusive episodes. Again, Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk with you soon. In the meantime, have a great day and enjoy your music.